we've mentioned you on the podcast before, Terrace. Yes. You came up in a story where you got set on fire. And I yeah, hear, one time. I want to hear one time. I want to hear from your perspective because we heard Chance's side of things. Well, my perspective, I was laying on the ground. Yes. <laughs> Down, just like from the ground perspective, but on fire. To be fair, I was just going to draw a Superman S on his shirt and then set it on fire, and it would be kind of cool. It'd be a little flame, but our friend Eric came with the lighter fluid and just decided, oh, Dietz is on the ground. I'm just going to douse his shirt <laughs> in fire in lighter fluid. Okay. So I wish the best part of his story is that wasn't the first time we lit ourselves on fire at night. Oh, no. <laughs> you were just a little more careful about it the other times. Brought to you by Six Flags Incorporated, unless someone real decides to sponsor us. This is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Jasmine Fontana. We're going to say that so much this episode. <laughs> also known as Cameron. If it isn't, it should be. <laughs> one of the greatest lines in all of Boy Meets World. I say it all the History. time. Um, Yes, as you can tell, we're already having so much more fun than when we covered the Wendy episode. And the school election episode. It's true, it's true. These are some good ones. These are some good ones, I'm excited. How are you, Cameron? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. You had fun? Had fun, super tired, school has started, Yeah. we started remote, we did a week remote, and then we did week in person. And now you're on track to be remote again. So who knows? It's (laughs) these uncertain times are just continuing in their uncertainty. Yeah. I love it. I have a new job and it's a little dependent on the university staying in person. (laughs) So, well, my job wouldn't be dependent, but my profits would be. Yeah. It's kind of hard to do that if there's nobody there. Yeah. So really hoping COVID doesn't, uh, doesn't take it. Well, we've got a guest, a very special guest to me, uh, probably my longest lived friend. I mean, definitely my longest lived friend. I don't, I don't remember any friends before him. So killed all the others. I have. He, this is the only friend that was worthy of life. Oh my. Uh, I think our, uh, one of my friends, Eric, listens to this. So Eric, I'm sorry I killed you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so without further ado, we've talked about him on this podcast. My friend, Terrace. Hello, Bear. Hello. Yep, coming out here from Jasmine, Montana. Oh, oh Jasmine, Jasmine Montana. There we, we go. We have to sing. I have to sing a song to enter you, Terry. I, I was very disappointed. I'm wondering if it was coming. It's coming. Here we go. Because <laughs> it's Terrace Deeds. Terrace Deeds. Coming on our show. Boy meets world fever. It's what he's doing. It's good to know I got friends who'll always... Podcast with me, because it's Tara's Deeds. Yeah, I like the inflection. <laughs> Thank you. He's getting so good at it. Yeah, I've had lots of practice. I've been uh, expecting it to eventually be sound clipped. Oh, yeah. Or, or yeah, a soundtrack from this podcast. Fun. Luke, our first guest, sent me a sound bite, or like some music. So maybe I'll go back and... Uh, and put it in? Put it in. Ooh. Or like record it and put it in there. Ooh, very nice. Uh, now, now with all your views, you can afford to have a real engineer behind the studios. <laughs> no. Not, no, no. Still a long ways away <laughs> from that, but thank you. 
for thinking so highly of us. <clears throat> it's true. It's true. Uh, we are not. We are not there yet. Terrace, how are you? Good. Good. Uh, my town's on fire, but other than that, I can see the glow from my window. It's so weird to think of Montana as on fire. You think of it having nothing but snow. Yeah, that's like a week away. Our high on Monday is forty, so we'll see. Oh, right. <laughs> Our high today was like ninety something with a hundred degree heat, heat index. index. So, Tuesday it's supposed to start cooling off. Yeah. So I guess it gets cold for you and then it pushes its way down to us here in Oklahoma. Yeah. You guys get all the good weather down there. We just get uh, this is not huge good. fluctuations. This is this 90 is today. It'll be 50 degrees lower on Monday. Uh, as someone who has lived in both places, I will take where we used to live in Montana's temperature way more than I'll take years. I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go somewhere else. In the winter's it gets this cutting wind that I can't even imagine anywhere else. And in the summers, it's just so hot and humid. It's not even funny. Yeah, we just get snow. Lots and lots of snow. Oh, yeah. That's, I remember. That's fun, though, right? No. <laughs> it's fun to me. I haven't lived where there is snow in 13 years. And I still, if I never see it again, I'll be fine. <laughs> you get all the joys of shoveling, pushing your car out of the snow bags, hating life, walking outside and hating yourself. It's just <laughs> wonderful season of hate. <laughs> And it's months long, right? Where we lived in Montana, like, so when the summer started, the pool opened. But every time summer started, like, then the kids got out of school, it would snow every And the pool would close. Yeah. It would you know, snow in late plunge. May. Polar, polar plunges are fun. <laughs> yeah, especially in May. Yeah. <laughs> Best time to do it. The worst part about living in Sydney was that the summers never got hot enough to kill the mosquitoes. So, like, Wait, even during the... mosquitoes would die from heat? Huh? Mosquitoes die from heat? <laughs> so we don't worry about mosquitoes during the day here because it's too hot for them outside. And I feel like it's dry enough. Mm -hmm. When it gets really dry, they tend to clear out because it's not a good environment for them. Yeah. But where we lived in Montana, every moment of every day, mosquitoes. Man, I'm feeling all relaxed for this episode. Yeah, I'm, I feel like, good. Like, feeling, yeah. We should probably get into it. Yeah. But first, Terrace, what is your history with Boy Meets World? Um, I've watched it as long as I've been friends with Chance. It used to be what I'd come home and watch on TV. And then I, we got reintroduced to it in college because when I was working, I'd wake up at 9 o'clock and watch Fresh Prince Bel-Air on MTV2 which was followed up by an hour of Boy Meets World, and that's what I would watch while I ate my cereals and waited to go to work in the afternoon. All right. Oh, sounds nice. Yeah. You know it was ever on MTV, too. Yeah, don't ask why, but for some reason, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air followed by uh, Boy Meets World, and I think Save on the Bell was before Fresh Prince, but I was never up that early. Huh. I mean, Fresh Prince is a good show. It is yeah. a good show. This is now yeah, a Fresh could, Prince podcast. Yep, I could tell my day by if it was a depressing episode or if it was a good episode. I'm like, That's oh, a... Will's dad's in town. Guess I'm going to yeah. uh -oh. just gonna have a bad day cry today. today. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't he want me, man? <laughs> Terrace, what's wrong? What's going on in your life? Why didn't Will's dad want him? <laughs> you seem chipper today. Yeah, well, um, I'm trying to think of something good. <laughs> yeah, what's, what's a good thing? You know. Uh, um, the interracial marriage episode, that was way before its time. Huh? Yeah. That's good. Why you it was sad? a weird episode, but happy. Hillary's boyfriend, Trapper, proposed, proposed to her while bungee jumping, but then he hit the ground right as he said, will you marry me? And he died. How sad. <laughs> I don't remember that episode. <laughs> I do. Hillary um, Banks, will you marry... <laughs> oh, <laughs> And then she's sitting there watching like, yes, what? <laughs> TV in the 90s was wild, guys. 
It didn't need to make sense. It just needed to be on every week. And that's kind of fitting for this first episode because it's pretty wild. It is. It's a wild episode. But it's wild in the best way. I I have a lot to say about this first episode because it's weird. Let's get into it. Let's jump in. Who wants wants to do the synop? Terrace, you want to do a synop or you want us to do it? uh, This one's pretty simple. I can do it. All right. Go for it. Hit it. So Eric's macking with a girl on the couch and (laughs) macking. Yeah, this is the 90s. And they're talking, and Eric wants to see the girl next week, but her cousin's in town. So while they were talking, they said, we can double date. And uh, yeah, whatever names, Eric suggests bringing Corey on a date, but Corey comes out and pretends to be a fountain, and she doesn't think that's cool. So we decided to go with Sean. Corey finds them, feels betrayed, thinks everyone thinks he's a loser, and turns out that Mr. Feeney is also getting a lot of flack from the, his fellow colleagues about being old and boring. So they decide to team up and do something dangerous together. Yep. And Corey is Danger Boy. <laughs> Danger Boy. Hands on hips. He doesn't actually say that though, right? He doesn't. Okay. Yeah. It's like that's been his catchphrase or they tried to make it a catchphrase. And now when it would finally work, <laughs> he doesn't ever say it. Yeah. Title of the episode. Oh, and uh, for some reason, there's a subplot about yeah. spending money with the parents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for, it's, for some I reason. forgot about that. It's mess. Let's let's talk about that subplot real quick. Let's it get it out no, of the way. nothing to do with anything. It doesn't have anything thematically to do with anything. It doesn't have anything like... I... I think I found the link between the two. Oh, please. So Is this Rodique whole thing... The father? Oh, keep going. <laughs> no, because... The girls. Uh, at the poker game, uh, John... Not John, because this is in Smallville. Alan... Uh, <laughs> Alan is very worried about what his friends think of him, so he keeps gambling because he doesn't want to be lame and leave and go back to his wife, so he keeps gambling. Mm, okay. That's true. That's kind of a link. <laughs> yeah. His friends are making fun it, of him, thinking he's safe. And wit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I get it. I see it. Yeah. They so, never intersect, but... So Alan is the dangerous ideal we're supposed to be living up to? <laughs> No, because he's a man. He's supposed to want to gamble and want to drink with the boys all night and tell dirty jokes. But And when he wants to check out and not gamble anymore, his friends just think, oh, it's because your wife whips you and you can only obey her, which is a great form of toxic masculinity. But uh, Yeah, yeah, women can only be a hindrance to masculinity. They can't be. I know. <laughs> We'd have fun if it wasn't for all these wives we have. Yeah, I'm saying we can't spend $300 playing poker. I know my wife... I, I can't finish that. I got nothing. <laughs> she just she holds me back, you know. No, she doesn't mm. at all. <laughs> no, no, you you know you guys are good. Makes me better. <laughs> She's the wind beneath my wings. So yes. also my wings. She's the like, wind in my sail. So let's eliminate this subplot real quick. Uh, Amy gets a haircut. Uh-huh. Alan thinks he's, she spends too much on it. Uh, she, he's she spent one hundred and thirty dollars, which is a lot that of is money. a lot for a haircut. But is I don't know. It's a weave. It's not a haircut. It's a weave. I don't. I don't know what that means. Neither do I. But it, she made a point of saying it. Is a weave fake hair like sewn on? Yes. Is that what it is? That's yes, and it's about. very expensive. My wife got it for her wedding, and yeah, the bills Wait, for on her that wedding, was not huge. for not for your wedding. Oh, sorry, for our wedding. I was part <laughs> of it. He was there. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I was in attendance. I'm in some pictures. <laughs> There's uh, proof that he was there that day. Okay, so a weave is I expensive. checked it on. Oh, 
Yes. So, but she spends $130 on a haircut. Her hair doesn't seem any longer, so I'm a little confused, but that's okay. I can't. It definitely seems a little more voluminous. It looks the same as it always does, according to Alan. <laughs> which is so stereotypical. Yeah. Yeah, he cares about his poker game where they're going to tell dirty jokes. Yes. And it, he can pay $8 to get a haircut and read Playboy somewhere else. Wow, the average cost of a, a weave is anywhere between $100 and $600. She got a deal. Yeah, 130 I guess it was the 90s, inflation. 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 And we know, we know price has outpaced inflation in our country too, so mm-hmm. things are just more expensive now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yes, so she he goes and plays poker, uh, cut to a scene later uh, where she's being very nice to him, and but she tr- secretly knows that he spent $300 at the poker game, and they're comparing that to the haircut. They're, they're not really having a fight because they're very loving to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just playful banter. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Yeah, then it, that's it. That's, yeah. It's easily the weakest part of the episode because the I rest did. is so good. Yeah. I did write the cool line, kiss me and wash the hair. But if, <laughs> I enjoyed that line. I don't know why. Oh, that's fair. That, that's fair. And, but don't forget about the zinger at the end when Alan's playing poker again. Yes. And our repeat guest card comes in, Elvis with pie. <laughs> we have to talk about Elvis. There's three things in this episode that I'm dreading talking about. And one is Elvis. We are going to wait on Elvis because that's a timeline discussion we're going to have to have. The oh, are you talking about the windfall? <laughs> yes. We're talking about the win- <laughs> Everything is canon. So <laughs> Yes. Um, we got to figure that out. But let's we'll do that at the end. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, now let's get to the, the... Oh, I do like Rodique being like... Well, yes, barking, but also... Which one is the Dallas? The magenta or the blueberry? The blueberry. Oh, my favorite color. <laughs> I have it, how you say full boat? Full boat. Read them and cry? <laughs> On a normal day, that hand would win. But how do you say full boat? <laughs> yep, it was... <laughs> It was very good. Um, Rodique was the best part of that entire line. And this isn't this isn't like the Allen anniversary pop plot line where it was pointless and I hated it. Uh-huh. It was just pointless. <laughs> it was just pointless. I didn't know why yes. it was in here. Um, it added nothing to the episode. Rodique was the only funny part about it for me. But the rest of the episode is very good. I'm sorry, but without this side plot, we would never have an ending to the Elvis arc. Where did he go? Where did he get his pie? Did he ever get his pie? We don't know. Well, we know he got his pie. He brought it. Now we know. We wouldn't have known. Also, did Elvis like pie in real life? I thought he liked grilled cheeses with bananas. That's true. He's got a point. I thought it was peanut butter and banana. I thought... So, there's a restaurant called Witch Witch that we had in our dorm when we were... Yes, I know. I ate all of them. Um, But he doesn't. And there was a sandwich called an Elvis, which was peanut butter, banana, and honey. So that's what I've always thought was Elvis' sandwich. But And I remember yeah. at, like a burger restaurant in Boston. They had the Elvis. And it was a burger, but it also had peanut butter and bananas on it. Ew. Yeah. It I don't much. know. But last time I had dinner with Elvis, he didn't order a sandwich, so I have no input. <laughs> <laughs> Did, are there witch witches other places than our college dorm room? Uh-huh. There used to which be one witch? here in Norman. Yeah. Only witch. Huh? Nothing. Bad joke. Which witch is witch? Which witch which is witch? witch? Um, Wicked witch. So, yes, it was a sandwich shop. It was good. I ate it way too much. I never wanted Me to. Me too. I made it a goal when they first moved in. They had 51 different sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And it was my goal to try all of them. And I did it. 
What was the best? Um, the French dip was the best. Probably the Wicked, which was the 51st sandwich. And it was like five meats and three cheeses. And oh, I surely got that at some point. Yeah, surely you did. It was very good. They had really good milkshakes. I'll say uh-huh. that. You did. They anyway. brought all the boys to the yard. <laughs> anyway, that's this, this boy. That is enough of the yards. restaurant in the bottom of our dorm tower. Podcast Let's clock. talk about the pizza one sometime. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm just shocked you guys had restaurants in your dorm. We had a convenience store. We had that, we had too. that too. It had a restaurant in it. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had a convenience store with a witch witch attached to it. OSU is really weird. We only had restaurants. There wasn't like a cafeteria. There was like, we had like Taco Mayo and Chick-fil-A and places like, like Places that. that were like, only you'd ever only find them at OSU, I guess. Yeah, but they Whatever. were all like but. restaurants. Mm-hmm. So right. it was weird. But yes, so we got that plot out of the way. Now we start with Eric Macking. He is. Yes. <laughs> Some serious making out. It's Did we ever get the girl's name or was she just a placeholder? I don't remember her name. I know he says it when he's talking to Corey. He only says her cousin. He says yeah. her name is his cousin. Yeah. But I don't remember what it is. Because when he's talking to Corey and he's like, you were looking real good. And I was building you up to blank. and <laughs> Right until you showed up. Yeah, right until yeah. you showed up. So I know we get her name. I'm not going to lie. When I, you first see her, I thought it was Linda from season one. I wish it was mm. Linda. <laughs> Or Linda. Um, but no, it is a, a girl whose cool cousin is coming in from New York, and she needs a cool date, or she can't no. double with Eric. A mature date. A mature date. Because she like, made mature faster in New York. She's in New York City, but I'm just like, she's 13, we need a boy who's 13 and mature. Oh, and such, a th- such a thing doesn't exist. Does not exist. A mature 13-year-old boy is a unicorn. <laughs> yeah, you're never gonna find one uh yeah you're right um we've all been 13 year old boys it's true <laughs> we know yeah Everyone on this call has been a 13 year old boy uh what is it um i had a thought in my head and i've lost it but that's okay we can keep going yeah, uh, yeah. so then Corey, well they're macking talking about the cool cousin coming to town and then Corey makes his grand entrance <laughs> yes <laughs> he says look at me i'm a fountain and just spits water all over the floor in some kind of weird pose. It's just disgusting. And then, so these Sean, these Sean's, these episodes have one through line, and it is Sean Hunter is a himbo. He's such a himbo. <laughs> We've been talking about it. <clears throat> I wrote this down. Okay, as like, a Sean person himbo, who's out say? of the loop. What does himbo mean? So it, it is a, a term we've been hearing lately. It's like bimbo, but it's, uh, just a, it's a pretty boy who is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Thank you. I was out of the loop Versus, on that uh, one. And I've been hearing it a lot. Yeah. So it's just, it's like a bimbo, except it's a himbo. And Sean, is, he's very smooth. He's like, I didn't really want to drink. I just heard that Eric was down here with an unbelievably gorgeous girl. And I gotta say, worth the trip. <laughs> It is just, it's delightful. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Yeah. And so she's convincing him like, you need to bring Sean instead of Corey. And he's like, I can't. Corey's, Corey's my blood. We can't, I can't betray that. And then she like kisses him again. And he's like, Sean has blood. I know. I wrote down that line. It was amazing. Sean has blood. Sean has blood. The look on his face, the like bewildered, like, oh, a beautiful girl just kissed me. Sean has blood. (laughs) That was a good delivery. (laughs) 
Um, it's like Will Friedel was in the room with us right now. Well, thank you. Oh, that's the greatest compliment I've ever gotten. Ooh. Um, it's it, it's a very funny line delivery from from Mr. William, Mr. Billy Fidel, 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 Fidel. And yeah, so I wrote down Sean has blood. So the next is we get Turner, and they're picking what yeah. clubs they want to be head of. Uh-huh. And I wrote the note. So this is the beginning of eighth grade, but it can't be because in the next episode, they say they're still in seventh. Uh-huh. But I mean, yeah. it's just like they just had elections for yeah. eighth grade. So they're deciding who they're going to be leading the next year. So you think they're putting them on uh, on the heads of clubs for next year? Sure. Okay. It definitely seems like the ski trip is coming up this maybe, year. Maybe it is. But it's, yeah. It's but we've learned that mid-year is when they start their extracurricular activities. It's true. Like Duba Club. Duba Club in April. Does anyone else like get chills when Boy Meets World talks about a ski trip? Because I do. <laughs> like not <laughs> a senior ski trip. No, no, no. Uh, I haven't seen that episode and I don't know the betrayal that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we haven't either because we have no future knowledge. But something Born. about that sent a shiver. Yeah, something about Boy Meets World saying ski trip. Senior ski trip. This makes me roll my ankle just hearing that word. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good. Um, so yeah, uh, Turner will obviously, I'm trying to say it, have a seductive voice. That'll be Jonathan Turner. He can handle himself on the slope. A, string, a day of strenuous activity. activity. <laughs> Only if you're there with me. <laughs> And then now Boy Meets World is crossing a line. They've been beating up chess for so long. And now they're not only beating up chess, they're beating up sweater vests. Uh-huh. What's, and later on, they just beat up vests in general. What is these what? people's problem? Have you ever had your arms be really warm and your chest be really cold? Vests are great. <laughs> yeah, vests. Yeah, it's like in Batman Begins when Ra's al Ghul tells Bruce Wayne after he falls in the ice, and he's like, warm your body. Your arms will take care of themselves. Your core is what you need to focus on. Ra's al Ghul said it. He's been alive a long time. He knows what he's talking about. You just blew my mind. <laughs> That's what I always go to when I'm like, I'm cold. What should I focus on? The core. What is Batman's weakness? Oh, those arms. His arms are covered. Mm-hmm. Pointless, pointless fabric. Yeah, you just got to cover the core. Uh, sun's out, gun's out. I guess Batman fights at night. <laughs> so he keeps his yeah. guns away. <laughs> sun's, sun's down, guns bound? No, that's no, not. Man. Anyway, um, I, I got nothing. Um, and then Eric approaches Sean about the date. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He's very smooth getting around his question about Corey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, oh, I forget what he said. Like, he just can't do it. Oh, he goes, you don't think I asked my brother first. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I, I had a question about this whole situation. Cameron, do you have siblings? I have a younger sister. Would you feel weird setting her up on a date? Yeah. Because I'd feel weird setting any of my brothers up on a date. Like, oh, my girlfriend has a younger sister. I should set her up with my little brother. That just seems weird to me. Mm-hmm. I got nothing. Yeah. I would. yeah. Chance, yeah, tell us about all your sibling adventures. Uh, <laughs> one, that's it. That's all the sibling adventures. One yeah. time I brought Terrace along to a Halloween thing because there was a girl he had a crush on there. Hey, <laughs> that's a good wingman. <laughs> <clears throat> had to have wings to <laughs> <laughs> um yes so eric is very smooth don't you think i brought my don't you think i asked my little brother first and sean's like oh okay yeah that makes sense and then of course he, you would. And he's like what does she look like he, and he makes up some crap he's like you've never seen her before have you and he goes i'm paying my she's my type 
exactly my type. Sounds like my type. Where, uh, where, where are we, we going, going to eat? I'm paying. I'm paying. <laughs> I love that place. I, love <laughs> I Here's my question. Why does Sean ask where they're going? I know where they're going. Everyone knows where they're going. <laughs> There's only one place to go. Yeah, we'll get to that. Sh- yeah, because we're well, we're about to get to that. Really? Yeah. Yes. This, this is an episode where so little happens, but so much. I laugh so much. <laughs> so I just laugh. Probably in this one episode, I laughed more than I did in the last maybe four episodes put together. Yeah. Like literally out loud laughing to myself. We weren't super keen on the last four episodes, so I don't know how much. Still, (laughs) still. I laughed, especially the the back half. I laughed so much. Yes, yes. Um, So now we're at Chubby's. Uh, Corey Mm -hmm. is coming to Chubby's. We have a new Chubby. Mm -hmm. I have to make sense of this. Well, I think I already know. Uh-huh. Chubby is a last name and they're brothers. That makes sense. Right? Perfect family business. Yeah. I mean, because this is a totally different Chubby. He's much more personable. And Corey addresses him differently because he calls him Chubb. So I, I'm guessing... So one is Chubby, one is Chubb. Yeah. Maybe there's a third brother. They call him B. <laughs> Little B. Yeah, Little B. <laughs> He's the little, little Chubbs. <laughs> he, he tried to open another restaurant in Philadelphia and they ran him out of town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they only need Chubbies. So yeah, I think it's just a brother. Just a, That makes sense. Mm-hmm. It is just funny. He's like, Chubby's like, what are you doing tonight? He's like, just a single guy out on the town. Chubby's like, I envy you, my friend. Yep. <laughs> no, he says, what do you have for a person, a single boy out on the <laughs> Yes. Envy. <laughs> Envy, my friend. Envy, my friend. Um, and he's like, what about your little friend, Patsy? Which, this show loves happy days. Uh-huh. They just love happy days. Um, but yeah, what, what about Patsy? And he's like, don't know where he is. Well, I feel like happy days oh. is a very influential show. It was. It was. We got a whole term jumping the shark from it. Mm-hmm. When will we jump yes. the shark in this show? I already know, but let's find out. Never. <laughs> Never is the answer. In this episode? No. This cannot be our ju- shark jump because of reasons. Um, but yeah, and he's like, let's, let us let me see who Chubby can find. <laughs> 42, and it's Sean. It's Sean. There he <laughs> is. Chubby, that's amazing. So this entire oh. conflict could have been avoided if Eric had taken his date to literally anywhere else in Philadelphia other than the place that they always go. Where where, where else is he? He's just like, he could have taken her to Phil's Grill, La Bougia, <laughs> Bob Stubchek's Pizza World, International House of Salads, Bob Stubchek's Burger World. I do love IHOS. <laughs> which, which, no. That, see, in my mind, Chubby took over all those places. They don't exist anymore. Mm, he just shut them all down. Um, so That's last weird. week, Terrace, we've told you a little bit about it. We, uh, we gave Pokemon teams to all of the main cast and like we made Alvin a gym leader and we made, uh, Stacy and Linda, a, a gym leader. And we made like all the side characters, gym leaders in my mind, every time you go to a new gym, it's just chubbies again. And they're trying to pass it off as somewhere different, but it's chubbies. It's the little guy that's at the beginning of the gym. That's like, tells you what the gym is all about. Is that just chubby? Yeah. Yes, it is. Or his brother chub. Yeah. It's chubby or chub. Or a little B. <laughs> made up character little b <laughs> yeah uh, unsung hero <laughs> and then we get the joke uh you want to see amazing order 62 and who is it it's elvis it's elvis of course it is uh Terrence, how did you feel about elvis being in this episode it wasn't needed but it was a happy accident <laughs> i just wrote down what the heck is happening <laughs> elvis question mark are there any pie on that burger <laughs> 
You don't need it. <laughs> I just... Why is there an Elvis joke right <laughs> Why? Because they have a wardrobe in the closet. And we're like, huh, why not make an Elvis joke? ABC at this point had an Elvis impersonator on retainer. Is that true? I don't know. To renew his contract, they had to use him once a quarter, yeah. so... He had to be in every show at some point. You remember the the blackout episode on like NBC or whatever, where Friends blacked out and Seinfeld blacked out and all that. I don't know what that yes. was. like a, like a, where the power went out. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, maybe there was just an Elvis on every show TGIF this night. Yeah, they're building their way up to when they all travel back in time. Mm-hmm. When the cats in every episode. <laughs> yeah, such a great night of TV. TV <sighs> just doesn't happen that way anymore. Oh, That's because everyone watches. Anymore. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I, mean, I remember Millionaire. Like, who wants to be a millionaire? Oh, yeah. And just like everybody was talking about it. It's true. And it was just like mm-hmm. so exciting. It's true. Regis, we miss you. Come on the show. Mm-hmm. We can't. <laughs> He's gone the way of Elvis. I know. Dad, you got me. Wait, is Regis dead? I think so. Yeah, right? he died. He died recently. Oh, I was an interested way to get bad news, but <laughs> <laughs> you need some time to to process. Yeah, let me just, I have to go take a poster down. (laughs) I was going to make a joke that this is now a Which Celebrity Died podcast, but then I got sad about Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, Mm. let's have some good taste. Guys, Chadwick Boseman dying is not funny. No. Anyway. Most anyone dying isn't funny. What is funny is when they call order number 66 and Eric comes up. (laughs) (laughs) Busted. I went, I went to a Star Wars thing in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Execute order 66. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are you making a Star Wars joke? <laughs> I don't know what number 66 popped into my head. Order 66. Execute what problem. is it going to be? It's going to be some great plan. Nope. Just literally killing them all. Yeah, just, just shoot shooting them. them. Just Which shoot. I got it from a, an effectiveness stance. It, it worked. I guess so. Well, it's, I mean, it's very efficient. It doesn't need to be some grand scheme. Just shoot them. Just, just shoot them all. With your space. Day, bullets work. Or whatever. Laser, laser superheated gas fired from a laser gun. Exactly. I used to be a much bigger fan of Star Wars than I am now, so I would have known all these names, but I, I don't anymore. Um, yes. So uh, Sean's like... the term laser gun? But it's not laser gun. <laughs> blaster yeah they're blasters but i meant like i knew i used to know what like the gas was called okay all that what a nerd it's true (laughs) i'm not a nerd (laughs) you didn't do an entire podcast last week about pokemon no that was another that was my brother my brother cameron it's a last name (laughs) fireworks again i hope (laughs) that was a really big boom frog what the it has to be fireworks I hope yeah, so. Yeah, I see him in the distance. Oh, yeah. Wait, is today the 5th? Uh-huh. Oh, it's the... Okay, so this is a really dumb thing our city's doing. <laughs> no, it really is. They're doing a big fireworks show to celebrate essential workers who got us through the pandemic by inviting everyone out to the park to watch a fireworks show. Wait, we're through a pandemic? <laughs> also that. But also, everyone gathered everyone together. Everyone together. So that must be, because it's at Reeves Park. That doesn't yeah, seem Yeah, Reeves Park is pretty close to you. Yeah. So, yeah. So, sorry, dear listener, if you're hearing explosions in the background, they're intentional and they're not bad. Oh, well, they are bad, because it's a bad idea. Yeah. But I like how when I'm talking to the listeners, I look at the microphone. You do. Like, I'm sitting here looking at the microphone. Like, 
I'm just having a moment with the audience. Wait, can you, can you hear the explosions, Terrence? Yes. <laughs> so that means Wonderful. everyone else can. Thank <laughs> you so much. My city. Well, everyone come to this park and watch this fireworks show is the worst idea during a pandemic. Whose idea was this? I don't know. Was this Unite Norman? This seems like their kind of handiwork. Terrence, no one, or Cameron, or whatever your name is, no one knows what Unite Norman is but us. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, as fireworks go on, uh, <laughs> Sean, okay. Sean takes Corey back to the table, and Corey's like, your date looks an awful lot like my brother. Her name is Kim. I wrote it down. Oh. <laughs> Kim. Girlfriend's name is Kim. And her Kim sister cousin. from the Windy Cindy of New York. Yes, the Windy, the windy Cindy. Because <laughs> I wrote down, Kim's cousin has quite the outfit. Yes. Oh, I wrote that too. It's a Just pretty awesome fashion loud. choice. Yeah. Dang it, why is there explosions? Anyway. Explosions in the sky. Um, yes, it is a weird, weird outfit. Um, <laughs> we've been thrown Sorry. off. We've been thrown off so hard. It's going to be fun. This is going to be a qual. And I love these two episodes. Now they're just marred. Oh, I think we're having a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. Um, we're having so much fun. They lit fireworks off for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> should put a content warning. If you're a vet or have some sort of trauma in your life, you should skip from this point to this point. <laughs> so you yes. don't get triggered by the explosions. So you don't get triggered by the explosions. It's like 10 o'clock at night. Why are there? It's only nine. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> everything comes to a head here in the restaurant mm-hmm. where Corey finds out that his brother didn't ask him to come on this date because he wasn't cool or dangerous. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think Cameron's wife is coming out to see the fireworks. Come here, my son. Oh. Now you're good. <laughs> Apparently they're doing a fireworks show to thank essential workers for getting us through the pandemic. That's what Chance said. No, that's it's on the Norman website, yeah. Maybe so. They just had all the fireworks sitting around. It's it's the 4th of September. That's basically the 4th of July or the 5th of September. Yeah, same thing. Um, so, yeah, they, they do a little joke like, um, oh, you're the little boy who spits water. And the cousin's like, oh, that sounds funny and cool. Like, I want to see it. Can you do it? <laughs> yeah. So it's like they would have had fun together probably. Mm-hmm. That's what makes me so sad. It's like she'd probably think he's delightful. Yes. Um, Sean is such a himbo in this whole scene too. Mm-hmm. He has no idea what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love Sean in these episodes. Mm-hmm. I really do. So much. And so then we cut to the house. Corey and Eric are talking and um, Eric tells Corey he is slightly less dangerous than lime jello. Some people think lemon. Some people think lemon, but now I'm going to ask you boys. (laughs) What did you say, Terrence? Some people do say lemon. (laughs) Which is lemon more or less dangerous than lime. Ooh, that's true. I would say less. No, it's much sharper. Lime is sharper. But lemon ruins food. I don't like lemon, so I'm a pretty strong advocate against lemon. Because if I see anybody put lemon on shrimp, they are my worst friend. Oh, I I put put lemon lemon on on shrimp all the time. (laughs) You got to get that acid in there, but you can get acid a lot of ways. It's true. Yeah, from a guy in a corner. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, What was your question, Cam? If you were to be compared to a flavor of Jello, to be about (laughs) as dangerous as a particular flavor of Jello. What would you pick? I'd say blue raspberry. For you? Mm-hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> this question is nonsense, but I think it's fun. I think I am slightly more dangerous, not less, 
slightly more dangerous than mango jello. Oh, wow. I am cherry with fruit cocktail floating in it. Ooh, Ooh that's a good that's flavor. A choking hazard. That's dangerous. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Adult supervision needed for consumption. Just so you guys know, I don't know that there is mango jello, but that's, you know, rareness. That's me. Mm-hmm. He's that dangerous. <laughs> I, you see, and you're like, can I eat that? Is yeah. that a thing? Yeah, exactly. This is dangerous. Are they in season? <laughs> I don't, I don't what think is, anyone is happening right now with this Jello. <laughs> I don't. I don't think anyone worries whether or not Jello's in season. <laughs> they should. Yeah, they should. That's what's wrong with America. Uh, Just blindly eating Jello. That's how the pandemic started. Um, I will say you did miss one of my favorite lines that is both funny and sad. When uh, Eric's like, "Corey, come on, Corey," he's like, hey, "Eric, it's fine. Thanks for remembering my name." <laughs> Henry walks away. <laughs> <laughs> Corey. I don't know why, but I was both like, oh, Corey, but I was also like, that's that's funny. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so now we enter the back half of this episode, which is where I feel like everything gets hilarious and just starts popping off big time. Okay. Yeah. I love it so much. Well, tell us what happens. So they're at school, and Feeney's talking about Harry Truman. And she's like, Harry Truman decisively ended the war, uh, World War II, and uh, won re-election even when everyone considered him to be out. Um, and was just like clearly projecting all of his issues, which is fun. Um, I wrote down, does Feeney really want to be Harry Truman? Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, feel like being compared to pretty much any president is something I, 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 I also think you missed one thing. They weren't talking about World War II. They were talking about the Big War Part Two. Yes. <laughs> that was big war the Big part War Part Two. <laughs> Does he say the Big War Part Two thing? Something like yes. that. That's when I wrote down Sean is a himbo and we love him. <laughs> He's so Corey, I had a thought. Yeah. Huh? I lost it. <laughs> I did something that I never do in class. I did a lot of thinking. <laughs> Not about the Big War Part Two. <laughs> Not about the Big War Part Two. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he's talking how Corey's like, I went home and played Candyland with my sister and I lost, which is nothing to be ashamed of. There's zero skill to Candyland. I don't know how to play Candyland. You literally draw a card and move your piece to whatever color it says that's next on the board. It's entirely based on luck. That sounds really boring. It is. Kids like it. It's true. It's a good learning game to learn board games. Like pattern recognition and counting. Why can't kids play Caverna? I don't know. It's a really rule good book's really long, huh? The rule book's really long. It is. It's a very. It's, it's a very, very hard to read. <laughs> Most kids can't read. <laughs> it's a very complicated game. Anyway, um, Caverna, you play dwarves in a cave, and you're trying to have the best farm. Anyway, it's a fun game. Yeah. So, but he's bemoaning his life, but then he starts talking with Feeny. And it's no. just so good. The best part about this scene is when Sean walked out of the room and told Feeney, can you talk to this man? <laughs> he, he, he exited and just threw Feeney to the wolves. <laughs> I wrote down something. I wrote down, um, oh, he goes, I'm a Candyland loser. <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, Turner pops his head in. And Turner was not the one who... Uh, 
gave Feeney chess club. Mm-hmm. But now he's kind of being personified mm-hmm. as the people. Yeah, he's not helping matters. No. He pulls out a vest because they were making fun of his sweater vest. And he's like, I got you a ski vest. <laughs> You're sure you don't want to come with us on the ski trip? And he's like <laughs> weaving it back and forth like he's skiing down the mountain. <laughs> but uh, so apparently they're just very anti-vest. Yeah. Okay. They're very invested in his opinion. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Harris brings a good energy to this show. I like it. Um, but yeah, then Feeney's just snippy, like, take that vest and stick it in your ear until I need it. <laughs> yeah, but I just love, I don't feel like this has happened before, where Corey and Feeney are in, like, the same boat. Yeah. Where they're both experiencing the same things. Um, and so that's just really fun. Yeah, I, I like their conversation. Mm-hmm. I wrote, uh, Corey plus Feeney equals great. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the... Like we're seeing good teacher Feeney. Mm-hmm. He's turning it around. Agreed. He's, he's, he's turning that corner, being mm-hmm. a great teacher. So like his line where he's like, if you let people's perception of you dictate your behavior, you'll never grow as a person. It's like, that's good. Yeah. He's not taking that very advice. He's not taking that advice at all. But he's but. giving it. <laughs> it's still good advice. Yeah. Um, so they just say, so I want to steal cap. I want to steal Cameron's funder for a section and ask a question. Please. Uh-huh. Have you guys ever had a situation where you put somebody's perspective of you influenced their decision on you? Mm, probably. Because that's what this episode made me think about. Someone else's perspective of you has made you do something. Or like hindered their opinion on you or just, I guess I'll start with my story because it involves you, Chance. It probably does, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, so the last time I saw Chance, when he was visiting his family up in North Dakota, North Dakota, <laughs> North Dakota, I was talking to him because I hadn't seen him in years since Chance moved down to the South, and I mentioned, like, maybe I'll move down to Oklahoma with Chance, and Chance's mom's like, oh, maybe he'll make a Jesus believer out of you, because everyone perceives me as a heathen because I don't go to church, but in all reality, I'm fairly active. <laughs> that's fair. That's yeah. fair. I don't remember that, but that's fair. My mom is a unique individual. Never yes. met her. I mean, that's not surprising. That's not I, don't, I don't know. I feel like I can't think of a specific time, but I feel like that happens a lot. Like that's just what we do as people. Yep. It's like we, we really take like someone's creepy. perception of us and kind of act according to that yeah. perception. And there's a thing in psychology called uh, distance. No, I don't want to say it because I'm going to get it wrong, but it's when somebody... are going to rip you apart. <laughs> I know. But it's when somebody who you the stereotype you fit from may do something that doesn't fit in that stereotype, you just ignore that information. Yeah. Cognitive yeah. dissonance. There we go. Cognitive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Like, that sounds like most people people right now yeah mm-hmm. that's true that's true i do feel like when we were in middle school i feel like before i was fairly timid when it came to talking to girls but like as i grew to like girls like there was just a switch that flipped eventually where i was like no i'm just gonna do this i remember really freaking out a girl that we went to school with named lauren because oh yeah i i I haven't thought about her since high school i I haven't thought about her in a long time either but telling this story like i had a little crush on her for a while but i was always like apparently the firework finale is now okay but uh that's all we're having so much fun (laughs) wow they are just letting a rip out there thank you essential workers thank you please come here get coronavirus (laughs) 
Thank you for your sacrifice. Um, but I, I had a, I had a uh, reputation, I suppose, of being fairly, of being fairly like shy. And I remember it was in middle school, and I, d- I said something flirtatious with her. I don't remember what it was. It was probably very, very uh, smooth, like you're hot or something like that. And I just remember like stopping her in her literal tracks because she didn't like, she didn't expect that from me. So like, and that just became, I spoke my mind from pretty much that moment on. So look at you now. Haven't stopped. (laughs) Famous podcast host. Famous podcast host have millions of successful relationships. Yeah. All that. I have one successful relationship. Zero non-successful relationships because I've had one relationship. (laughs) I am still good friends with most girls I've had relationships with. So that's kind of successful. Hey, yeah. (laughs) You haven't ruined me. Campfire rule. Yes. So what is that? I think a bug, maybe. Maybe the frog is back. Maybe the frog's back. Ooh. Have you listened to that one where the frog comes? Yes, and I saw the post on Twitter because I logged onto Twitter for the first time in six months. It's a mess on there. Uh, we, we there's st- good premium frog content now. We stay yeah. on that. We stay. We're staying on track even better this time. Yeah. Um, um, I blame the fireworks. I definitely. We were doing so well. <laughs> Um, so anyway, they decide they need to do something to show people <laughs> they, they need to show yes. people that they aren't what they think they are. Yeah. yeah. They need to show them that they're not as safe as everyone thinks. Yeah. They need yeah. to do something stupid. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thus. Yes, it's so funny. Um, and then Eric finds the note. And he's like, I'm going to do something wild. I'm going to the amusement park with Mr. Feeny. The amusement Mr. park Feeny? with Mr. Feeny? Yes, Mr. Feeny. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very funny. Um, Great line. This is where I think I didn't stop laughing the from this point on. I, so when the scene transitions, I did laugh a lot because something about Mr. Feeny standing there. Holding with, a cotton candy. <laughs> holding a cotton candy is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's, Terrence, that's great for a, for a audio medium right there. He's holding his water bottle like it's a cotton candy. I wish There's I had a vest. I just had my puke bag on it. Uh, puke here. Oh. Puke here. And um, this is where I get my MVP for the episode. It's Mr. Feeney. It's definitely Mr. Feeney. Oh, it's Mr. Feeney, 100%. Mr. Feeney. Mr. Feeney is the MVP uh-huh. of this episode. So the setup is they decide to go ride this extremely dangerous roller coaster. That's like so parent groups and religious leaders and NASA engineers say is no good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to sign a waiver to ride it. <laughs> Why? With an organ donation. With an organ donation form and Mr. Feeney He's just like, yeah, yeah, help yourself. Yeah, help yourself. Now, here's uh, we're going to have three questions this week because I have a question. Uh-huh. Eric and Turner rush in, both getting notes from our two writers. What did Mr. Turner's notes say? <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Mr. Turner. Rub it in that ear-piercing teacher's face. Yes, you can rub their smug little earring wearing noses in it. Yes. I wrote that down just because, again, I thought that was so funny. <laughs> right after the, you can't let people's perception of you dictate your behavior and then he just says that right after. Yeah. Um, it's very funny. Um, oh my gosh. 
So they almost convince him to leave. They're like, they're like, uh, next... they almost convince Corey to leave. Yeah. Feeny's dedicated. Yes. This yes. is a different side of Feeny. Like, yeah. I don't know, but I love it. So I actually have a theory about this. It's uh-huh. a very minor theory. Is this Feeny's brother? No. <laughs> This is a very minor theory. But I think Feeney is tired of Mr. Turner always proving him wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I think he wants a win on Mr. Turner uh-huh. because this yes. entire season. Yeah. Turner's always right. So he's, he's yeah. getting, getting it one way or the other. He wants a point on that scoreboard. Yes. Uh-huh. He, he gets it for sure. <laughs> I, I, I think he gets two points. I guess he gets yeah. it. And also, it turns out Mr. Feeney, huge Star Trek fan. He's a Trekkie. Yeah. Warden yes. Factor 10. Zulu. Um, Let's light this candle. <laughs> and then they, someone was on drugs when they cut together this. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're like watching the all the roller coaster happen, and it's just a ring of fire, Ooh. fire, whatever. I want to know where they got that sweet footage for us. <laughs> and... Yeah, they, uh, I wrote Back to the Future reference. I don't remember why. Let's not worry about it. <laughs> yes, and they come back. They have switched, they switched seats. seats. Because Feeney at one time was thrown from the car and had to run in front of it. I had to run in front of the car. <laughs> I had to run in front of the car. <laughs> and then Eric's talking to Corey and he's like, cake. He's like, you want some cake? I threw up a piece of cake. <laughs> And uh, Turner's trying to figure out what Feeney wants, and he's like, get the kid off my back. And Corey's like, clenched onto his back. Yeah, well, I don't like, know where that delayed, because when they came out, he wasn't clenched on his neck. But mm-hmm. then he decides to give him a back rub afterwards. No, well, it's just a, a funny visual, because Turner like leans down, and his tie's kind of dangling. And he's like, Mr. Feeney, you can have the ski club if you want. And Feeney like, yanks his tie and pulls him down. He's like, I don't want the ski club. <laughs> You want the chess club? I don't want the chess club. What do you want? I want you to get the kid off my back. (laughs) And uh, then to get back, uh, Corey says, I lost my shoe, Mm -hmm. which I feel like would be very easy to check, but whatever. (laughs) And so Eric goes to look in the car and Feeney's like, well, help him out, man. Gets Turner in there and then they just push him down and throw the bars over them. No safety waiver. No safety waiver. Just light that candle. Puke bags. Apparently, the secret to launching this is just yelling, light, light that, that candle. candle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Right. So they send them off as their revenge. They send. And then they high five, and that's it. Best little scene, scene this entire show so far. What? The best Feeny scene this entire show so far. It probably, yeah, it probably it's just is. wonderful. It's great. Yes. Um, yeah it's a, it's okay, a wonderful now we get to talk about the elvis debacle okay so as you all know the show is canon everything that they say is true so at the end of this episode they call uh, alan out on being a chicken but he doesn't want to waste any more of his money who shows up to the poker game but elvis and alan pie. asks huh with a pie yeah with a pie of mm-hmm. course he found his pie and alan not wanting to spend any more of his own money says elvis can you help me out you got a few bucks you got so a few bucks playing. and apparently elvis gives him a million like a million five hundred or something yep. so 
I know we've said we don't want to use the dream, <laughs> but why on earth would Alan be playing poker with Rodique in the first place? Mm-hmm. And then why does Elvis show up? But ha- Elvis was in the episode earlier and Alan wasn't there. It's true. So it doesn't make sense. Or maybe they came back and said they saw Elvis and so he was thinking about that. Oh, that's true. To your point, earlier in the episode, they talk about uh, Alan's bandmate. Um, I forget his name. He's the monkey. Mickey Dolan's. Mickey his Dolan's. name is... Um, I forget his name. Uh, <laughs> but it, it is the same name uh-huh. as the guy from Sorry that episode. R. I, I thought it was a G. Gordy. Gordy. There's an R in there. Yeah. So, and he said Gordy was at the poker game. So, with Gordy not being there, and if Gordy's a part of Alan's poker games. How would Rudik have known to balk like a chicken? That's what I'm, I'm saying. I think it's all some sort of guilt-induced dream over losing that $300 and the $130 for Amy's hair. And it manifests as Rudik. Because Alan receiving a life-changing sum of money is a big deal. <laughs> Maybe it was an actual Elvis impersonator. like, And that was costume money to just kind of play the Elvis role. And he was just getting done with his gig as the Elvis so he just wanted to play a joke and gave him the play money mm. maybe maybe yeah maybe he's the town loon and everyone just plays yes. along you know it's like in any major metropolitan area you have the one crazy person that everyone just plays along and if you don't you're that person <laughs> exactly <laughs> if you don't if you don't know a person like that in your town it's you it's you. <laughs> Look, my favorite part about this whole Elvis thing is, will 150 million work? Yeah, that's enough for a haircut. <laughs> and Rodique just responds, maybe. Alternatively, Rodique took 150 million from Alan that night. Well, he's probably not going to be cutting Amy's hair and taking her money anymore. <laughs> that's true. We moved on. Okay, what is what is our canon answer? We've got three possibilities. Dream. I like the fact he lost it to Rodique, and Rodique is now the most successful hairstylist ever. I like that. Because it has no consequence later on. <laughs> yes. He lost everything. $150 million. million. He didn't put any aside. <laughs> I like his kids obviously word. weren't going to a good college, so. <laughs> yes. Go to a joke school. All right. All right. I guess it's canon now. Okay. Alan lost $150, $150 million in poker to Amy's hairdresser. Yep. He got from Elvis. <laughs> All right, and that's the episode. Oh dear, that's it. That's it. Okay. So, so we've done MVP. It's yes, Feeny. it's Feeny. Clearly, Feeny. Yep, Feeny. I, this was a, a difficult episode for me to determine an MVP because everyone was good. Mm-hmm. But Feeny was just that little bit of extra. It was when he showed up with oh. the cotton candy. I just couldn't. I was like, that is so funny. Yeah, it's like, who would be foolish yes. enough to try this ride? And then it cuts to Corey and Feeny with Feeny with the cotton candy, and they're both just like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and then just him and his banter with Turner, him making the snide comments. It was Feeny all episode. Yeah, it, it was Feeny. Uh, a part of me wanted to give it to Sean, but it's Feeny. Definitely Feeny. Sean gets his time. He does. Um, and uh, what are our ratings? Uh, we'll do Cameron Terrace, me. Then we'll do me, Cameron, or me, Terrace Cameron. I gave it a nine. Okay. The only thing that could have made it better is if Topanga was there. I agree. She's still at student council camp. She's still yep. at student council camp. Neither of my episodes have Topanga. That is sad. I thought she was in more of season two than she's been in. Yeah, she's barely yeah. been there. What about you, Terrace? I gave it an eight. An eight? 
See, I'm right there in the middle of you guys. Uh, I gave it an 8.5. Um, I generally don't like episodes with three plots, um, but I did. They tied two of the I plots like the together. the two main plots tied together so well. And then yes. the other plot didn't matter. It was like two scenes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the if it was a little more focused, I think I would have liked it a lot better. But I still give it an 8.5. Still very high score. Um, I thought it was good. I thought it was great. <laughs> thought it was very funny some of our funniest stuff this season just wacky. good episode all around and what did you name it so i have a name but i've decided on a different name okay um i, I originally named it boy meets ring of fire because they go through the ring of fire but now i want to call it boy meets fountain of fire because because uh, he acts like a i'm a fountain yes boy meets fountain of fire wow <laughs> What about you, Terrence? Uh, I got boy meets the end of a joke that never worked. What? Danger boy. Oh, danger <laughs> boy. That's good. That's good. It took me a second. Once we got there, we got there. I just said boy meets lime jello. That's good, too. That's good, too. What do we think? I do like boy meets the end of a joke that never worked. <laughs> it's true. We never stuck. Ooh. Boy meets a dead catchphrase. Boy meets a dead catchphrase. <laughs> boy meets fireworks. <laughs> that That's me the think. name of the, this episode of the podcast. <laughs> boys meet fireworks. Yeah. Boys meet distractions. Something like that. Um, I think, yeah. I think uh, boy meets the end of a joke that never worked. Yeah. We'll do it. Also, timeline note, this episode officially we have Corey as 13 years old. Yes, we need to talk about that because not only is he 13 years old, he has been 13 for five months. That's true because he said your birthday is in seven months. We don't need to worry about that too much. (laughs) We do. No, 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 no. We have to figure out how he's been. It hasn't even been a year, like, podcast time. Because if his birthday's in, like, April, we've already had Christmas. Mm-hmm. So he, that can't be possible. Minkus has broken the time stream. <laughs> yes, the timeline was altered. Flashpoint. I mean, we can go with that. We can. We can talk, we can say Minkus's disappearance moved Corey's birthday. Or is Eric just being dumb he doesn't really know how long it is until Corey's birthday he was maybe. panicked he was thinking about his birthday maybe yeah, his that, birthday's also pretty close though too uh maybe as a combination of your theories maybe Corey's half birthday is seven months away and Corey actually turns 13 in a month or maybe the boy meets world universe operates on a different calendar i don't we, we might have to bring <laughs> they that don't in. use their gregorian <laughs> calendar they use the that may have to become an explanation the, but the binary calendar here in season two i do not want to make up a calendar <laughs> we might have to do that yeah. a whole other episode we'll okay we'll put that idea in my pocket so here are our possibilities. Either A, Eric's just being dumb and doesn't know when Corey's birthday is, which I'm fine with. B, Kid Gloves takes place way earlier than we thought it did. Like f- the beginning of February. Could be. Could be. I mean, technically the episode that ends the year could be a February episode because it doesn't like graduate them or anything. Mm-hmm. So season one could end in like February. I, we could do that. I think we have to. Sure. So season one. Or Minkus is back in time trying to rearrange things and changed Corey's date of birth. Right. We may have to use Minkus finagling later. Mm-hmm. We can't become too reliant on it. Yeah. I think I like the Eric is just dumb theory. Yeah. That's a much stronger theme for the show. Okay. So Eric was just 
didn't know when Corey's birthday was. So he's just like, maybe seven months? I don't know. I do think we have to assume Corey just turned 13, though. And it is like April. Because uh-huh. we're nearing that time in the calendar. Yeah. So, okay. Eric is just dumb. We'll go with that. <laughs> Easy enough. All right. Well, that settles it for episode 216. Yep. Another one in the books. Another one in the books. Turn Let's the page. Flip the notes. Maybe the episode with the most notes I've ever taken. So there's that. All right. Um, Episode 217 on the air. Cameron, give us a synop. All right. Here comes the synop. Mr. Feeney, along with Alvin Meese, brings back Patriot Radio to the school, which is a radio show thing that goes on in their school where they play music or whatever. Um, And Corey and Sean decide this is going to be our thing. This is going to be our identity. And they blow it. Yes. In so many ways. It's very boring. Then they try to hook up girls and boys on the radio, um, get kicked off the radio, and then decide to start a pirate radio in the school. Hilarity ensues. It's absolutely wonderful. <laughs> um, nonstop thrill ride from beginning to end. Yes. Uh, that's a good setup. Uh, gut reactions. How do we feel about this episode? It's a forgettable one. It's not one I remember when I think Boy Meets World. Okay. I think about this one so much. <laughs> I love this episode so much. I adore it so much. You guys are way higher on it than I am. I, I think we're going to We're going to need to balance each other out. We're go, we're, we are going to. So the kids at John Adams High really hate Michael Bolton, apparently. Michael Bolton and Menudo and... Um, uh, uh, Perry Como. Perry Como. Which are three that people that I don't have a problem with musically. They're just, they're just not hip and happening. I, I guess not rocking. This was the early 90s. So the singer-songwriter era had ended. Grunge was in fashion. So I could kind of understand them really hating singer songs. R.E.M. R.E.M. Yeah. So I guess I get it. But also, Michael Bolton isn't that bad. Yeah. He's got a few really good songs. Supposed to live without you. Michael Bolton just Where got on the you? podcast. Michael. Okay. <laughs> um, when a man loves a woman. Dun, dun. That's all I can remember. Very nice. Uh, he sang uh, Go the Distance on yeah, Hercules. That's good. That's great. <laughs> I am on my way. I can go the distance. Uh, anyway, so the setup here. I don't know any songs by Menudo. Uh, no one does. I do, but not. Perry well Como. enough to sing them. Was he the Charlie Brown Christmas? <laughs> I just know Perry Comica's Christmas songs. Yeah, he's. I think he's most famous for Christmas songs. But he probably did other things like Bing Crosby did. Uh, anyway, um, yes. Feeney sets up a radio station and all the kids hate it. Yeah, like we cut to the kids' reaction and Sean is trying to cut the cord. With a spoon. With a spoon. <laughs> Which I'm already laughing so hard <laughs> and then turner's like here try this yes and then he gives him a plastic knife and then they turn around and do the <gasps> the point and gasp which is a much better catchphrase than danger boy yes i love every time they're like <gasps> <laughs> also what school in the 90s served breakfast is it breakfast or is it lunch i don't know why would they be doing morning announcements at lunch well, they're not and doing I'll, morning announcements. This is the oh, radio show. Radio. Oh, follow-up. Why is Turner having an orange and a chocolate muffin for lunch? That's, that is a better question. Maybe <laughs> it, it is probably a, is breakfast. Maybe it's an orange and a chocolate cupcake. 
I feel like schools do breakfast now, though. Oh, do they? Our, my school does breakfast. I love that. I don't remember much from our childhood. Did our schools ever do breakfast? No. I don't, I don't remember it in elementary school, but I remember in middle school or like junior high and high school, they have breakfast. Oh, okay. Breakfast. I breakfast. never ate at the school past sixth grade, so I don't yes. know what they did in high school. Yeah, I did. We had... I, I, we have talked about how Terrace and I had off-campus lunch from seventh grade on. The little bakery, pizza. Baker, Baker boy. Is that what it's called? Yes. Oh, well, there you go. Little bakeries at OSU. Oh, yeah, but it's gone. Everything's hey. gone. Yeah, sad. Um, but yes, so they're eating or doing something. There's a PA radio show, which I guess is also being broadcast. Outside the school? Outside the school. I guess that's how radio works. Sure. I don't know. But uh, let's be honest, I don't know how radio works. Uh, something with magic waves. Yeah. <laughs> um, they use a magic spell to capture your voice. And then they send it out. AM is amplified waves and FN is frequency waves. And that's how we're different. Yeah, they, they do a thing. I don't know. I know what those words yeah. mean. Um, but you? sort of. AMP is how high it goes. Frequency is how often it repeats. That's all I know. Yep. We go. Um, anyway, uh, I find this scene very funny. And it's a whole like, you guys, you guys do it. I don't wanna. It's gonna be easy. All we're gonna do is talk. Talk like we're doing right now. Maybe sometimes you have to push a button. How How hard. Like this. (laughs) They just just like us right now. All we're doing is talking and we push a button. And the look of disgust on Turner's face. Are you guys kidding me? It is also funny though, because Corey's trying to talk him into it. It's like, maybe if we became radio personalities, we would have, you know, personalities. So it is another finding your place. I feel like the last episode was too in a little bit. A little 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 way, but both of these do such a better job. Yes. Than anything else we've seen trying to deal with identity to this point. Yes, I agree. Um, <laughs> Sean, Sean kills me in every single scene this entire episode. Just so you know, <laughs> he is so funny. And just the how hard. Like this. Like this. Um, Again, audio medium, you can't see us pushing tapping the air. Tapping the air. Pushing a button. And they're having this this talk about identity and Sean's laziness and Turner just has this look of disgust on his face. He's like, are you two kidding me right now? Um, and then we cut to the B plot, which is there. It's, I think it's, yeah. this is a B plot I think about a lot because I always think about Chester, a magazine for people named Chester. <laughs> so this B plot is not a bad B plot. Uh, it's better than the, C plot of the last episode. Oh, much better. I think this B plot's better than the A plot. I laughed at it more. I, oh, Terrace, you're hurting me, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> this establishes Eric as a himbo. Another himbo. <laughs> a himbo. He blew all his Even according names. to his mother, yes. who calls him developmentally disabled. Well, so we need to talk about this joke <laughs> that Amy tells. Because yeah. it's not, it's not, it's, it's not a good, not a good look, Amy. Um, so he's like, sometimes I hear voices and you know what they say to me? And she replies, life is like a box of chocolates. Oh boy. Amy, 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 no, 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 Amy, no, Amy, no, 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 Amy. I'm not laughing at Amy. I'm laughing at Kim. I just want that clear. Thank you. 
yes, Terrace, you work with developmentally disabled people uh, as a career. No, people with developmental disabilities. People first language. People first language, yes. Huh? People first language, yes. Uh, people first language. Uh, I'm trying to learn that. Um, Terrace, tell us why this is a bad joke. Uh, because especially in the 90s, the stigma against people with developmental disabilities was strong. And movies like Dumb and Dumber and Forrest Gump exacerbated people's stereotypes against them. And thus gave people a very negative view on what is a very rich and loving culture. It was beautifully mm. said. It was beautifully Thank said. Um, so is Forrest Gump is, not good then? Forrest Gump is a good story, but portrays development disabilities very differently than they do exist in real life and for the record people with disabilities aren't always stupid like eric there are people with disabilities who are very very smart also so Mm -hmm. lumping everyone together is not a good thing yeah that's true yeah amy was basically using the r word in a longer form yes Amy, 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 Amy. No, 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 no. So, uh, we do not support this here in Boy Meets World Fever. If you openly use the R word. I hope those 27 no, 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 no's that I gave made our stance clear. Yes. If you, like, extend this stereotype or use that word in conversation, it is 2020, you need to quit it. And they're people, they're lovely people. Agreed. Very true. Um, we hope that you will learn, grow, and change your ways. And if you are like, I'm not going to do that, well, you can stop listening to the show. We don't mind. Yeah, I've asked one of my employees to leave after using that word. Excellent. So anyway, now that we have made our uh, stance on uh, talking about people with ableism, would it be under the umbrella of ableism? Mm, sure. Yes. Yeah. Now that we've made our stance clear, we'll move on because there are funny things to talk about. But yes. this is not one of them, Amy. No, 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 no. no. Point of the scene. Um, but the high point is Morgan. Yes. <laughs> this is the return of Morgan from season one, and it's wonderful. Yes. Yeah, she has her, like, contractually obligated one moment, one line. <laughs> yeah. I like that, her contractually obligated one line. She had one in the last episode saying her bear had a nightmare. Can he come sleep with you? Oh, yeah. And then now in this one. He blew it on babes. He blew Um, it on babes. How does Morgan have a better contract this season with Topanga? It's a good question. (laughs) So wrong. It's a good, good question. Um, Also, timeline note, Eric doesn't work at the grocery store anymore. He gets an allowance. Okay, that's fine. I mean, later his dad is like, come to my store, spray lettuce. Like, make money that way. He like, must earn, earn. He must have quit over the summer. Maybe he went. Maybe away he, the did he quit? Maybe when he quit to be a model, he had to work the nights. He never the weekends. Maybe I, he just never. It never stuck, and he quit. Did they ever work. say he didn't work? He never said he did Yeah. So he he talks he about his allowance, and he gets an allowance. Maybe I, I guess we can't assume. You're right. Yeah. It just seems like he doesn't. Especially, especially when his when his dad says. I come work at my store. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. He maybe he could pick up more hours instead of begging for money. And also, in this economy, who can afford to take out girls as much as Eric does? It's true. It's true. Though this was the Clinton in, economy, which was much better. In any yeah. economy. In this economy? In that is my, that's my favorite excuse to not do anything. <laughs> important in this economy. Um, this, this uncertain times has been great for my lack of desire to spend time with people. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Sorry, I can't. <laughs> Sorry, can't help you. Um, Got a quarantine. Is it worth us talking about that dumb and unintellectual was? So the two heartthrobs of the show were Sean and Eric. 
mm-hmm. both of which are dumb. And everyone who is considered smart is considered undesirable. Now Topanga comes in and becomes smart later. So it's not doesn't stick, but it's kind of a whole Joey and Friends is the hot one thing. Mm-hmm. Rachel and Friends is the hot one thing. The dumb one is the hot one. Is that a conversation worth having? Or is it just pointing it out? I think it was a 90s thing, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember that joke in Friends where they're like, we went to the museum. You went to the museum? Well, we went to the museum gift shop. Oh, (laughs) Monica, you're sassy. It's just like... (laughs) I like how you knew exactly. Beautiful people don't go to the museum. Well, I feel like there's just an um, undercurrent of like anti-intellectualism in popular culture anyway. Mm-hmm. Like thinking of mm-hmm. friends again, like Ross was a paleontologist and all of his friends were just like, this is the most boring thing in the world. When in reality, so you have something you're passionate cool about and that's really cool and you're knowledgeable about it, but we hate you for it. What do you think the catalyst in the 90s for that was? I don't know. Maybe just like intellectual elitism, maybe like a pushback against it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, society difference when there was much more about a class, like rich people went to Harvard, so they're smarter. They don't exist just working men. So there's this class difference and intelligence was associated with success. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's weird that... I mean, that's a kind of a thing that runs through this episode. It's mm-hmm. like, what is taste? Who decides what is good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's why it's worth having the discussion. Anyway, I just wanted to say that Eric and Sean in this whole episode are really dumb, but hot. Sure. <laughs> you have to choose. I guess I chose the other way. I don't know. Um, that sounds really braggy. <laughs> we have already established that I am the minkus of our podcast. You More are, so than Corey. You are the minkus. <laughs> does that, Terrace, does that make you the Corey? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's not I, I was trying to think. I'm a third chair person. <laughs> You're the dead sea. You're the dead sea. I, I disappeared out of Chance's life after like three episodes. No. Oh, sad. <laughs> um, like a Wendy or a Sarah Fairberg. Sarah Fein, Feinberg? Sarah Fairberg. That's the girl in this episode. Oh, okay. okay. The one that's not Jasmine Fontana. <laughs> but the other girl, because she comes back again a couple of times, I want to say. Well, she's been in it once. And she's in it again in the Disney World episode. Yes. She's in it. She's in it then. So she's she's a she's a moderately recurring character. Yeah. I don't know if she has the same name. We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, so anyway, we cut to the boys in the radio show. Feeney made them talk about the school dance being canceled. Meet your student council. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I try so hard. Corey is. He's trying real hard. And again, we'll get into this later. But I feel like Feeney's wrong here. <laughs> By policing content, he's actively making it bad. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, Want to know what Meet Your Student Council reminded me of? What? In middle school when we were doing the paper and you would purposely would go interview cute girls so you could talk to them. <laughs> I don't <laughs> remember that, but that sounds like me. <laughs> like chance would go interview people in our class to put in the newspaper in middle school but all they were were the cute girls in class man and that was cool because he was it and he was so excited because he could take pictures of the girls because they went in the newspaper oh my gosh <laughs> this is great oh my I, gosh this guy is my hero i don't even remember this this guy is your <laughs> hero i am my own hero <laughs> i remember this for some reason i don't know why I'm I don't remember us having a newspaper, but I remember you doing this. I don't. <laughs> you didn't. The thing is, you didn't actually have a newspaper. <laughs> there was no newspaper. This was just Chance's yeah. scheme. 
Hey, his parents <laughs> wanted for to take pictures of girls. What possibly hey. could have been in our middle school newspaper? Uh, bios of cute girls, apparently. <laughs> what else do you need? Gosh, I don't remember this. I don't remember her middle school having a newspaper. Anyway. Neither do I. <laughs> but we did. Maybe it was like I'm, a newsletter that you didn't. <laughs> this is all just a scam. Yeah. Did I make up the newspaper? You made up the newspaper. If I made up the Chance, newspaper. Chance brought a fedora, put a press pass in it, and just went around asking questions. What's the name camera. of our newspaper? Uh, the the Gazette. The, the hidden file on Chance's the, computer. It's the Tribune. Man, the Times. Uh, Tears, I do not remember times. this, but I love it. <laughs> I want to believe this is me, even if it wasn't, which apparently it was. It was. <laughs> cool. Anyway. What a, what a Sean thing to do. Actually, it kind of is, isn't it? Um, and oddly relevant to this. Did I get that from this? I don't know. But Corey's trying so hard. He to do a good job, and he's like, what about the dark side of bake sales? Yeah. You know, fat, this is, cholesterol. This is Again, very 90s that he doesn't mention sugar. Yeah. It's yes. like, in the 90s, it was all about fat. Yeah, and now it's all about we, sugar. This is when we finally get to see investigator reporting Corey again. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. What is the profit margin on a cupcake? It's true. I don't know. Then, Nobody wanted to do this show. <laughs> I think this... The scene is so funny and awkward. <laughs> and when she's like, when she like breaks the awkwardness with, you know, no one wanted to do your show. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, so bad. And Sean is asleep and he's like, Corey, I had a dream that we were doing the most painfully boring radio show. And you were there. It's so, I think it's so funny. And then they get a call. It's someone calling for German. Spencer. Oh, no, they get the German call, yeah. Yeah. And then they yes. get another call, and it's Spence. Oh, yeah. Scoop <laughs> talk at Spence. This is where it all comes together. And Spence is like, I've liked you ever since last year. Uh, do you want to, like, do Go you want to? Oh, well, he's like, well, do you want to? And Sean's like, yeah, Spence. <laughs> if you don't ask this red hot babe out right now, I will. <laughs> Sean is my hero in this episode, apparently mm. in more ways than I knew. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, he uh, finally is like, do you want to? And she's like, yeah, I'll meet you by the soda machine right now. And That's nice. She didn't clarify which soda machine. We know there's a hundred different cafeterias in this school. <laughs> Who knows which soda machine they went to? It's true. Maybe there's like only one in the hallways though. It could be. <laughs> um so yeah and then sean is like this is it we found our our thing yeah we found our thing Corey's like no one wants to see this and then a bunch of girls walk in can we can we be on the radio to meet boys there is a four second pause yes of silence i counted where it's just like uh and then like look to each other that's why we're that, here yeah, that's why we're here <laughs> Welcome to Lunchtime Lost. Lunchtime Lost. <laughs> that, that name is hilarious. That pause is hilarious. And Corey, Corey, like, no one wants to listen to this. That's why we're here. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> Just to that me. turnaround. And then we get introduced to the best minor character that will ever be. What is your name? Jasmine Fontana. If it isn't, it should be. <laughs> so call us if you want to talk to. Jasmine Fontana? She sure, sure is. <laughs> I love this joke so much. 
If it isn't, it should be. I the way they look at Jasmine Fontana, the way she says into the microphone, the pot, the the mouth hanging open. If it isn't, it should be. It is so good. It is comedy gold, mm-hmm. and I love every second of it. Terrace, I know you weren't as keen on this episode. What did you think? Jasmine Fontana. That's not her name. It should be. She is a great part of this radio subline, and maybe I'm downplaying it, but that was a great line. And Corey running lines on her. The callers need to know, are you a good kisser? I don't know. <laughs> maybe you should find out. It's I such a awfully- I can't believe that it seems to, to work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, Radio gives you power. Oh, yeah. Have you ever watched Howard Stern? He's one of the most unfortunate-looking people ever. (laughs) It's true. It's true. You're right. I have have a theory, but we don't need to to talk about it. Okay. (laughs) Um, It's a theory about Howard Stern, not Boy Meets World, so... Okay, we'll save that for the Howard Stern podcast that we're recording after us. (laughs) Yeah. We call it the Howard Stern Show Show. (laughs) Ooh, Ooh, the the Howard Stern show show. The the, the Howard Stern show show. Um, yeah, but so he leans in to kiss her, and then Feeney pops in and gets right in his face, and Corey opens his eyes. You look different up close. <laughs> I wonder how far Feeney was willing to take that. Anyway, <laughs> so the tickle of the mustache. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> um, yeah, I just wrote. <laughs> Smooth, Corey. <laughs> yeah, but then Feeney shuts him down and brings in Ludwig. Ludwig. The Another thing, just kind of like Elvis, where I'm not sure why Ludwig is in this. No, but I love Ludwig. Uh, excuse me, but the fact he calls Feeney Fur Feeney. <laughs> Feeney. <laughs> You're very German, aren't you, Terrence? Yes, almost half. Yeah. Dietz is a very German last name. Yeah, I feel like the only origin for Dietz is Germany, so. Dietz, Germany. Um... um Yes, but then Ludwig comes in and he's like, you can send in your requests. I will not take them. And he starts playing (laughs) German music, music, I suppose. I really want to know, because we watched this on um, Disney Plus. Was there real music at some point and they had to take it out because of licensing things? I feel like that's always the music I remember. Yeah, I don't remember there being music. I don't remember ever Michael Bolton or Perry Como. Mm. Which it wasn't here, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember it. But I bet it wasn't because of licensing, probably. Well, a lot of shows for streaming have been changed because streaming was never in the original, original contract, contract, so they had to change them. Like, watching Scrubs streaming is almost impossible because all the music's been changed. I haven't watched Scrubs on Hulu in a while. Yeah. It, it, you just miss so many of the iconic songs that I, I really struggle to do so. And Scrubs is one of my favorite shows. But what when uh, jd's dancing to faith by george michaels is like one of my favorite scenes <laughs> it is it's very I've come from the land <laughs> colin hay also yeah um <laughs> we're toxic no poison Turk dancing to poison Turk dancing to poison which became the Fortnite dance now is not the time to uh start a scrubs podcast though no, don't get me started. We'd be lost in the... Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Yeah. Great title. It, Fake Doctors. It is a great title, but we just, we, we can't get me started on how much I hate celebrities podcasting. What if we started a, we get our doctorates and we start a podcast called Real Doctors, Fake Friends. Fake Friends. <laughs> and then they find this podcast to know that's a lie. <laughs> you have to, um, you have to go back to school though. I think that's the biggest hurdle for us. Yeah. 
It's true. Well, actually, you're getting your master's right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so, I'm, I'm so already dead. I'm well on my way. This has been our uh, Fake Doctors Real Friends anti-podcast. Go way Fake Doctors. Real Doctors friends. Fake Friends. It's so weird because I love Donald Faison and Zach Braff, but I want their podcast to go away. I haven't listened to it yet. I've we're listened just, to just about it. We're punching up. That's what we're doing right now. Oh, it needs to go away, but smash that subscribe button in two seconds. I, guys, we can talk about how celebrities are slowly ruining podcasts for everybody else by jumping on the bandwagon late, but let's not because I have way too many thoughts about it. And about this episode... Yes. So, um, Jasmine Fontana is hilarious. Mm-hmm. I already want to make her MVP, but we'll talk about that later. I got a strong argument for somebody else. I do too, but uh, this is when Ludwig shows up in his lederhosen, mm-hmm. uh, which he wears the entire thing. And then we start talking about kind of sort of what the episode is talking about, because Feeney's like, what well, episode? Or next week, we're going to be reading about the Bill of Rights. Oh, oh dear. And, you know, they start talking about, you know, what's the first one? Freedom of speech. The most ridiculous part to me here is that Mr. Feeney says the Bill of Rights and Corey and Sean both know what he's talking about. And they're like, oh, the old constitution. The bill, and they're like able to talk to him about it. It's like, they're not paying attention in class. Yeah. They don't know what the Bill of Rights is. Well, I think I mean, being a bit of a hypochondriac. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sean just knows he's being a bit of a hypochondriac. And is there, are we trying to make this Sean's thing of him just saying the wrong word? I, I think because he does it a lot. It works for him. I think they're just trying to make him a pretty idiot. He's a himbo. He's a himbo. Um, yes. So there is a lot of real world current applications for the very argument that they are having. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna go real fast. I promise we won't make this too serious. Because Feeney does say that. Uh, the Constitution was meant for people with a sense of responsibility, which you almost want to immediately push back on and say, no, that's not true. It was meant for everybody. And Sean does make the very funny joke. Why do we have to learn about it if it doesn't apply to us? (laughs) Which is very funny. Just admitting they don't have a sense of responsibility. However, if you actually go into political theory, Feeney is right that freedom requires responsibility and thus it was set up to do so. And, and you know, you can get into how the protests and the rioting is actually constitutionally apt because there's a social responsibility not being met. I'm not saying, yes, go riot. I'm just saying maybe the riots are more complicated than you think they are because there is a part of a social contract not being fulfilled. There is a sense of responsibility not being fulfilled. So something is being addressed. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> the rioting is just a, a part of it, but they are getting at a much bigger idea of freedom versus responsibility. Mm-hmm. So they really care about my first commandment. Yes, <laughs> according to this here constitution. Uh-uh. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I just start using that more in life. <laughs> According to this here constitution. Uh-uh. Um, this is not a political podcast, though I do think the message of this episode is very relevant. That there is, though I think Feeney is wrong because he starts out with censorship and continues a stance of strong censorship, the lesson he's trying to teach the boys is very relevant. Mm-hmm. And something a lot of people don't understand today. Yes. So we have this moment and then... The boys talk with Turner, and Turner says he's going to talk to Feeney and see if he can get him back. Hold on now. Did I skip something? Yes. The return of our favorite character, Jasmine Fontana. Oh, Jasmine. Yes, Jasmine Fontana. If it isn't, it should be. (laughs) Yes, just telling the boys that... uh, They were talking about them in the locker locker room. (laughs) Where the shower's going? (laughs) Just tell me, where the shower's going? (laughs) 
does she tell? She never tells. She never does. That's too far. That's the line for ABC family sitcoms. It's like, they'll suggest these things, but they won't come out and say them. Yes. In my mind, the showers were running. Yeah, I mean, they would have to be. Uh, Sean, Sean's joke from the Wendy episode. Do you remember that health lesson about blood flow? I understand it. Sean. Sean, 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 Sean. No, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, then we get, you know, they've got to get back on the air because Jasmine talked to him. They've got to get back on the air. And Corey well, has an idea. We got to get back on the air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> this episode makes me laugh so much. Um, and then they see Alvin. He put the whole thing together. Mm-hmm. So he puts the baby. That's my baby. Let's go see baby. So they grab him. And then we cut to, do we cut to Eric now? We cut to Eric with his yeah. magazines. So, Eric, we missed it. He's trying to, he's asking his parents for money. Eric was not in this scene. It is Chester. Oh, right. That's a good point. So we cut to Chester, but we didn't talk about pre-Chester. We never really set up what was happening. Yeah. We said Morgan was funny. We didn't know why Eric doesn't have a job anymore. Yeah. And then we didn't say the setup. He got an envelope saying he's already won. Publisher's Clearinghouse. Publisher's Clearinghouse. And so we cut to, he has a scam where he's put his name or he's subscribed to every magazine of every letter. Mm-hmm. So like a magazine for every letter. So he's like, I forget what the A was. Uh, aircraft maintenance. Mm-hmm. Then B is Botswana Today. And then C is Chester, a magazine for people named Chester. So I changed my name on this one. Yes. Um, so his scheme is to get rich from Publishers Clearinghouse. Yeah, for Bye. whatever his name is to show up with that giant check. Uh-huh. Another thing we're going to have to think about. Yeah, not as much, but... But I mean, sort of. A little bit. Um, and yeah, the parents are just like, yeah, you won. Go uh-huh. wait for that check. Yes. <laughs> He's like, a world where he can show up at your door and bring you a giant check. And that's a dream worth dreaming. That's a dream worth dreaming. That's a dream worth dreaming. Um, yeah, it's weird. Also, if he's broke... Subscribing to all these magazines is expensive. Uh-huh. Cameron and I used to work at a store called Hastings. Oh, this is the oh, worst. Those exist in Montana. Yeah, they, they, well, they exist in a lot of college towns. And so you would have known one in Bozeman. And we were there at a time when they started like offering free magazine subscriptions with your purchase. But if you did it, after your free month, they'd start charging you. And we hated it. And you it had so to much. ask every customer at checkout. You had to like try to get so many per shift. Yeah. And it was the worst. Yeah. I had yeah, luckily, sounds like it. I had luckily been there long enough that I didn't do it because it would be more trouble to fire me than to keep me around. He knew where all the bodies were buried. <laughs> but Cameron, especially as a newer employee, was grilled I on think it. by that point I was like a front counter team lead mm-hmm. so I wasn't on the register as much that's true thank goodness yeah but you'd be like oh here comes the customers I gotta put these videos up but people would be charged like like 20 bucks per magazine I mean it was a lot yeah yeah super shady they went out of business they did go out of business not because of that shady business practice but because that's how they decided to save the ship yeah that's how they decided yeah. to save the ship and we the meeting where they announced that was going to happen was the meeting where i was like well we're going out of business <laughs> yeah, our hastings our star two magazine subscriptions yeah what's there our hastings is now hobby lobby the one here is a gym both major steps down in my opinion <laughs> 
People love the Hoblob. I don't know who those people are. There's nice puzzles there. Uh, Middle-aged women. There's only 40% off coupon. Oh, there you go. Terrace, do you love the Hoblob? Uh, I spent way too much money right before my wedding, but besides that, no. Fair enough. Um, And even because of that, no. It's just a lot of money. So yeah, uh, Eric spends money to make money, I guess. Who's Uh, Eric? Huh? Who's Eric? Chester. Chester. Chester (laughs) spends money to make money. Good point. And Alan's just like, I'm glad he changed his name. (laughs) (laughs) I love that line. Um, So then we cut to... Turner convincing Feeney to give the boys another chance that, you know, a little more adult supervision, in my opinion, let them choose in more interesting topics. Mm -hmm. Give them some creative freedom. Yep. And let, let them do it. And right as Feeney's like, I'll think about it. It turns out they've hijacked the airwaves. Uh Feeney is like, super stone cold killer in this bit because at the beginning Turner mentions his Aunt Ruthie was a hippie. Yes. And then Feeney's like, was your Aunt Ruthie at Woodstock? He's like, I don't know. I don't think so. I was like, oh, it must have been a different Ruthie Turner. It's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. The face at the end of that's priceless and Feeney's straight savage. Uh-huh. Just wrecks him. Uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about it a little in the Brummies World episode, but Feeney gets it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Feeney is not a monk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go Feeney. Go Feeney. You said little. Nothing that rhymes with that. <laughs> um, that being said, again, going back to that argument, I do think Feeney's wrong. Who decides good taste? Mm-hmm. He's like, you're looking at him, baby. Yeah. It's like, you can't, like, you're kind of being big brother at this point, which I guess maybe you have to be to students. To yeah, I mean, as, as a principal, that's kind of your job. It's, I mean, it's about learning, but it's learning in like a controlled environment. Yeah. So there should be a little more supervision than what. Well, but I would argue that the problem was there was too much supervision. They weren't letting yeah. the boys. But, I mean, there has to be some, but then there has to be that letting them learn and try. Mm-hmm. And it's just. Oh, go ahead. It was just it was just weird. Last episode, Feeney was a positive character. And then all of a sudden he's the heel again of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's definitely he's definitely treated as the villain yeah. again. And don't schools do like dating things all the time? Like I've seen it on TV at least, and maybe I'm wrong. But isn't like send a flower to your Valentine and like yeah, like a candy gram or a Aren't those things? Do you remember what doing? happened in Sydney? What the Sydney version of that was? You you know I don't. I know. It was sending a crush soda to somebody. Send a crush to your crush. Oh, that's clever. Oh, that's, I, mean, I know. Did I ever do it, that? Uh, I'm sure you did, but I never got a crush that day ever. Oh, and I, I, think it was, you one. I can't remember if this was before or after your disappearance. It may, but, have, it may have been. But for Valentine's Day one year, they had us fill out a questionnaire and then they get if you had to pay and you got a match list of the people who answered similar to you. I do remember that. Oh, wow. I do remember that. I don't remember any of my results. That Neither do I. Icky. But yeah, they did. They there was like, It was like a fundraiser thing we did where it like matched you with people with similar interests. Match.com. I'm just saying, yes. like lunch, it, don't call it lunchtime list, but it's not <laughs> that outrageous of an idea. Uh-huh. And yeah, I mean, people are looking for connection. Yeah. Just help him facilitate connection. Yes. Yes. Corey probably shouldn't try to kiss the guest. Yeah, I mean, that's not kosher. But also, when they open the radio, or pirate radio, they both go, ah, woo, and I was just wondering why the werewolf's back. Uh, So, (laughs) yes. I also wrote, ah, woo. 
werewolf never left. Because um, <laughs> it's funny, they take over. Yeah, Ludwig is tied up. Uh-huh. Ludwig. Ludwig. My father was His here. Parents, parents of the embassy will hear about this. Uh-huh. Uh, and the, their whole, their whole like, production is very funny. Uh-huh. Are we in the bathroom? Psych! And it's like, the con- <laughs> so this uh, radio show is brought to you by the Constitution. Void where prohibited by Feeney. Yes. <laughs> oh, another hilarious joke in this is, I'm not used to being so ill-used. Yeah. Well, you're young yet. Well, you're young yet. yet. I wrote that down. <laughs> you're not accustomed uh, to being so Also, Ill-used. this school is very badly funded now because they can't have dance. They use too much money with classrooms and cafeterias. Uh, I see. I disagree. This is a point I wanted to bring up earlier. Every different grade has their own spring dance. because. Uh-huh. It's the ninth grade spring dance. What? Well, you know, ninth graders don't want to go dance with seventh graders. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you've got that many kids, it's just unfeasible to say, let's have 2,000 kids out there bumping and grinding on each other. I guess so. It's much easier to say, let's have a few hundred. So let's leave some room for Jesus between those people. As we, some room for Feeny at the very least. <laughs> As we have established, trauma has made me forget a lot of my childhood. And I know Terrace and I did dances, but to me, they are all one dance. Like, I can't, it's, I can't it's differentiate between them. Mm-hmm. Very much. I remember my one traumatic event at the dance, and that still bugs me to this day. What is it? Was it, I there? You were there, because I got openly mocked for doing this. Because it was the first time a girl's ever asked me to dance, and I did not know how to dance at that point. So she put her hands on my shoulder as girls do and i put my hands on her and it looked like two mummies dancing together <laughs> you put your hand- yes i do remember this now that you mentioned it you put your hands on her shoulders so this is you my remember one who it was what you remember who the girl was because i do because it was that traumatic i don't i really I don't crystal you remember crystal i don't yes. who was crystal wow exactly. i don't know so much of my life is missing I just have this one dance memory. It was one of my first dances, and it's getting hot in here. was the popular song, but the DJ was like, all right, whenever I turn the lights on, you guys shout out shoes. So it's like, it's getting hot in here, so take off all your... And he turned the lights, and everyone would have to shout shoes. (laughs) And so I remember some friends of mine and I were standing over in the corner, just dancing and having a good time. And I just remember us all taking off our shoes and just like holding them up in the air. Just like, yeah, take it off our shoes. I just you just this chair. You just broke your chair. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I, I remember so little. But that's just a memory. You just, take off our shoes. Because uh, you can't be saying things like that, you know. Sure. Yeah. Although, I was really into that Nelly album. Nellyville? Oof. Yeah, straight fire. I had that. I had that whole album. Uh, Terrace, now that you mentioned that, I do remember it. I didn't remember it before. But oh, <laughs> I've got so it. dramatic. <laughs> I I have a feeling we we'd never let that go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna razz you about it now. <laughs> you did this to yourself. Yes, there's certain moments in my life where I made such an idiot of myself in front of girls. That still haunt me to this day. Crystal clarity. Oh, Crystal. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, Crystal, if you're out there listening, I'm sorry I've forgotten you. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. We were probably great friends. Or oh, probably, no. probably not. Stop it. This is making you <laughs> uncomfortable. She gave me a pity dance. Um, you're doing all right now. Yeah, do better than me. 
So they turn the school into a rave. Uh-huh. Uh, Sean gives it away. Sean gives it away. Uh, very funny. Uh-huh. Over there behind the janitor bucket and mops. Maybe that's a fake clue. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what do you think? We're stupid? I think you underestimate how stupid yes. you are. You give, you're much more stupid than you give yourselves credit for. Which... Maybe a principal shouldn't be saying. It's still hilarious. So Turner gives them a talking to. And he's like, why did you do it? And now we get maybe the best joke in the episode. Maybe the second best. I don't know. It's a great joke. He goes, pretend I'm stupid. (laughs) And Sean gets right in his face. We went on On. the radio. Pretend I'm smarter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. That joke hit me in a wrong place, I guess, because I've had to take a lot of clients to doctor's appointments, and doctors will always be so belittling to people with disabilities and talk slow to them, and it drives me insane. I'm sure. Oh, that's so sad. I I thought this was hilarious. I didn't think about it from a developmental disability angle, but... Sadly happens, but yeah, it just rubbed me the wrong way, but it was hilarious. I did write it down. <laughs> because I feel like this is how Sean wants to himself to be spoken. <laughs> he needs that sometimes. Um, why did I write this? What is it? I, I wrote down seventh graders face palm. Oh, because they mentioned that they're still in seventh grade, uh-huh. which messed up the last episode. That's why I yeah. wrote face palm. They're still in seventh grade. <laughs> okay. Trying to find out who they are. Um, yeah, the identity thing. And while we're talking on the radio, they make it seem like it's not okay to talk about your feelings. Mm-hmm. Or they don't think it's okay to talk about mm-hmm. But the whole time, Turner's got the radio on and everybody's like... Yeah, everyone's listening. Everyone's into it. Um, this is what I've decided. That Boy Meets World Season 2 needs a subtitle. Uh-huh. Turner's right, Feeny's wrong. It's <laughs> Boy Meets World Season 2, Turner's right, Feeny's wrong. That's a good. That's a good name, <laughs> because we just we do it again. We're turning. They're just constantly they're at odds, and Feeny's on the wrong side of things. Yeah. The only time Feeny's been right was about the roller coaster. I get, yeah. <laughs> don't don't make fun of him for not being dangerous. I guess sweater vests are all right. Yes, they're yeah. very comfortable. Uh, again, you got to warm the core. The arms will take care of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron Liner. Razagul. <laughs> I just made an office joke, everybody out there. Uh, and for the record, The Office is a terrible show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Same anyway, Terrace won't be coming back. <laughs> We've invited everyone else back, but not Terrace. <laughs> not Terrace. Yeah, um, you I'm can find me on right. my anti-office podcast where we watch The Office and criticize it for what it is. <laughs> Let's make an anti-office podcast where we watch Boy Meets World, but then only talk about how terrible The Office is. Call it Boy Meets Office. <laughs> we'll watch each episode and we'll criticize about why that episode of Boy Meets World is better than The Office. Um, <laughs> so many people out there love The Office. I'm so sorry to all of you. I, I know. It's a rough life. <laughs> um, Just picking a terrible hill to die on. So... Anyway, they they kind of bare their souls and talk about identity again, and everyone relates to it, and they get a lot of callers. Feeny's like, Feeny calls, and he's like, what uh, what do you think a punishment for these boys should be? He's like, a week's detention. Oh, you're breaking up. I didn't quite hear you. A month's detention. <laughs> Perfectly clear. 
Um, and, and then, then Eric uh, calls in. Yeah, Eric calls in, yells, uh, lock him up and throw away the key. And a very, like, brother line comes out of Corey, and he's like, get off the phone, Eric. Uh-huh. I guess the question I have is Alvin did it too. Like, when they're in the closet on the radio, Alvin's in there doing all this stuff. Why is he not getting in trouble? He's just passionate about radios. He doesn't care who's talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alvin's, just, Alvin's an independent agent. Mm. Maybe it's like how Corey got in trouble for TK's graffiti. Like, it was just an eventuality. <laughs> yeah. It's bound to happen at some point. Uh, Alvin has a good enough GPA not to get in trouble for that. It's true. He can make out in the hallway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then we get the stinger. But he at the wouldn't end. and couldn't. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Nerds need love too. And then uh, we get the stinger at the end. Alan and Eric. We can talk about how funny this is in a second, but Alan tells a weird joke when Robin Leach shows up and he's like, Your mom shouldn't get any of the money. <laughs> what? <laughs> Alan. Even if he got the money, you'd just lose a gambling again. Yeah. He <laughs> yeah. already lost $150 million like that. Yeah. Yeah, or what? One and a half million? I forget. I, I don't. It was one in five. It was a lot of money. Yeah, it involved a one in a five, <laughs> an astronomical sum from the king himself. Yeah. So Robin Lee shows up. He's got. They're like, we won. We won. They, they're, they're like, do you have the check? Uh-huh. Shows in the check. Yeah. And none of us can do a Robin Lee impression. No. <laughs> and it's paid to the uh, order or, of. Connie Maldoon or something like that. Their neighbor. Yeah, their neighbor. So guess won't be their neighbor for long. Yes, their the neighbor won ten dollars. Chester. Yeah, yeah, it would be funny if it was a Chester. My favorite thing is Alan refers to him as Chester this entire scene. That's true. He does refer to him as Chester this entire scene. That's true. That's very <laughs> funny. And I mean, that's kind of it. Yeah, Robin Leach is like, we'll recline on the richly upholstered Matthews furniture. <laughs> Truly, this, this is paradise. <laughs> and that's it. That's the episode. There it is. Um, yeah, it's a good episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, so ratings, uh, I guess I'll go first, go this, first time. this time. I give it a 10 out of 10. I love this episode so much. <laughs> I, I almost knock at a point for the B-plot not being as strong as the A-plot, but the B-plot's funny. The B-plot is funny. And just Chester. This is my first 10 out of 10. I think this is my favorite episode we've seen so far. I love it. It's very good. I'm giving it a 10 out of 10 for Jasmine Fontana alone. <laughs> what did you give it, Terrace? I'm straight pulling down this average with a 6.5. Ooh. We, we probably need to pull down that. Episode. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to bump it up a little bit. With an 11. No, I'm just joking. I gave it a 9. <laughs> You gave it a nine? Oh, I don't know. The radio, it had a bunch of funny lines, but this storyline, it was missing Topanga. It, it was. just was, I don't know. It just didn't hit me as much as even the last episode. Maybe I just related to the last episode more. Yeah, I get that. No, I get that. Topanga, it's never going to hit the 10 for me. I, there's so many jokes. Like, if it isn't, it should be. I'm not used to being so ill-used. Uh, oh, there's one more. Oh, we went on the radio. Like, pretend I'm stupid. Those jokes stick with me my entire life. It's my first 10, but I love I love all three. Also, I've got a radio voice. And I've <laughs> got, got a radio, radio face. face. <laughs> <laughs> I also think about oh. that one a lot. That's our show. We both have radio faces. We do. I don't know about radio. You adorable radio faces. Uh, what do we think in terms of MVP? Ludwig. Ludwig. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? I just love Ludwig. <laughs> I have Ludwig written down right here. <laughs> he does. How, how can Ludwig... I said Ludwig slash Sean. Sean is my MVP. <laughs> 
Ludwig made me laugh every moment, and I love him. Daddy, those are the two who tied me up. I, I can't really take <laughs> Okay, I guess Ludwig Always is your MVP. Ludwig, is it? Yes. Um, for the record, I am on the Sean train. Sean, Jasmine, Montana. Jasmine, Fontana. Fontana. And Fontana. then Ludwig. But... Not, not Hannah's sister. Um, what? Hannah, Montana. Hannah, Montana. Hannah Jasmine, Montana. Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> I got Okay. Um, but, okay, the title. The title's obvious to me. Boy Meets Jasmine Fontana, mm-hmm. right? Did you have I have, different? Yes, I said Boys Meets Censorship, and then underneath, Boys Meets Suburban Splendor. Boys Meet Chester. Boys Meet Chester. But they never interact with Eric. That's true. So He does call on the phone. I just like the term Suburban Splendor from Robin Leach talking about it on the couch. This is truly Suburban, suburban Splendor. Um, I think we're going to overrule you and do Boys yes. Jasmine Fontana. Boys meet Jasmine it has Fontana. to be Jasmine Fontana. It's That's always okay. had to be Jasmine Fontana. If it isn't, if it's not, it, it should, should be. be. Yeah, if it isn't, it should be. <laughs> so the episode is Boys Meet Jasmine Fontana. It sure is. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, that's it. We've done it. We've done an episode of Boy Meets World Fever. Terrace, what'd you think? Did we do good enough that you'd come back? I'm not welcome back, so no. <laughs> no, you're welcome back. I've changed my mind again. <laughs> uh, do you want to plug anything? Do you want to? Uh, yes, I will be starting a anti-office podcast after this. <laughs> <laughs> uh link in the description uh yeah my my um you guys want to send me money to pay for college that'd be great mm-hmm. i'm mad i have nothing going on in my life okay fair enough <laughs> fair enough all right um oh, we want to say thank you to dizzy parker for our theme song yeah we're still loving our theme song it's a banger it's a great banger um we're really glad you guys are here after an entire episode where we talk about pokemon well we don't know that yet <laughs> We haven't released that one yet to know what the numbers are. <laughs> that could be the end. This this episode may never air. <laughs> they may they may request an episode yeah. of us leaving. They just shut us down. Uh, a couple podcasts sends us an email and it's just like, normally we don't do this, but we have to stop you guys. Yeah. You're too powerful now. You're too. We have to enact the Feeney Act where we can take away your freedom of speech. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're like, who decides what is um, appropriate? You're looking at a baby. You're looking at a baby. So it's Tim Apple. It's Tim Apple. So that's that's it. That's it. That's all we got. So for all of us at Boy Meets World Fever, so long world. So long world. So long world. When the Boy Meets World.